Yeah, we're we're keeping it snappy, man. That's that's the theme for today. Snappy, snappy, snappy. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're going to talk about Deadpool 2. It came out. We got a review. We're not going to spoil it for you, though. That's the other show. We're going to do that. Uh, we've got some CW uh, show updates, I guess, the fall schedule and, and what's going on there. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Mike. Just a little bit. Ooh, just a little. And more. Yeah, so um, if you listen to our Deadpool review, I prefaced it to begin with that uh, we are recording this a little late into the evening, especially for Chris over there on the East Coast. So we're working out some of the kinks and some of the bugs, and we're keeping it snappy. We're keeping it snappy because we're, we're trying to keep Chris awake. He cracked open a Red Bull just earlier because you have been in Detroit all weekend, and you were blasting the highway just to get yep. home in time so we can crank these episodes out. So that's how dedicated Chris is to all of you fans out there for me i'm on the west coast it's just it's like a cool classy 8 p.m over here i still got plenty of evening left to go ate dinner not too long ago so he's uh, chris is uh he, he's wired we're, and i'm just i'm just chilling right we're now. starting this show for on a sunday and i'm going to be ending it on a monday so that's that's really <laughs> where i'm at right now and this weekend has been a whirlwind because I, I woke up at like five on friday to go to detroit and spend the weekend there um, yeah, so yeah, let us let us let us know how was your weekend because I I feel like you did more entertaining things than me. Yeah, I mean, so I went up to uh, Detroit to spend time with my friend Brian, uh, who we run Comic UI together, and uh, to go to Motor City Comic Con. So Friday he was working still, and I had the off, uh, so I went up and spent time in downtown Detroit, kind of just walking around, experiencing downtown Detroit because it's literally on the river and you can look into um, uh, Canada right across the water. So I did that, and um, we we you know that night we went home and and didn't really do a whole lot, but watched like a ripped copy of uh, Infinity War, and like <laughs> of course. But the best part about doing that was we actually got to like break down the scenes and talk about it. Like I, I feel if we'd gone to the theater to watch it, we would have had to been quiet and then had to remember the movie. So talking mm-hmm. about what was going on was really fun. Um, I mean, I would love to do that more often like we recorded these conversations because it is it was so fun to do that and, and break it down without people like worrying about people being like shut up or watching a movie um mm-hmm. we immediately got up saturday and went and watched deadpool um because there was a pokemon event on saturday and, and you, you may <laughs> laugh but we, we we're both players so we're like you know what? we're gonna swap our comic-con days we're gonna go to comic-con sunday and just goof around on saturday so we watched Deadpool in the morning, Brian's first time. It's like I said, seven dollars and fifty cents a ticket for the recliner Ooh. seats. Gotta love those matinee prices, I mean, man. It was it was before matinee. It's actually called early bird. They had like a separate yeah. tier for that. Oh damn! Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. And then we went and did Pokemon in downtown Detroit, and it was raining and then not raining and raining and then not raining all day. But we walked about uh, nine miles all uh, all told on Saturday. So that was really fun. Uh, did you get, did you hatch did you hatch any eggs? Is that still a thing? Yeah, in yeah, I hatched. Ago? I hatched. Um, how many was it? I believe it was seven ten k eggs, Mike. <laughs> You're like damn straight. I yeah, hatched eggs. We did. It was Charmander, so everything was Charmander. So we caught enough to get shiny Charmanders, which end up being black Ooh. when you evolve. Well, that's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks pretty sweet. So we did that, and we had some fun with that. And um, uh, yeah. So, but anyway, and then finally, uh, I think that night we came back and finished watching. Infinity War again, like we watched it twice in total all this weekend. <laughs> I'm breaking down. It was it was it was good. And then um, then today this morning we got up and went to the Comic Con, but and we found out it was better that way because yesterday it was literally elbow to elbow all the way through the whole thing yesterday. Like they did not have flow like crowd control flow at the the, the gates, oh. so everyone just could walk right in once you got your ticket. Oh, man. And it was bad. And the power went off several times in the building yesterday. Oh geez. So um. Apparently it was horrible, and today was very good. We were able to walk around. I, I was able to um, get some trades and some artwork. Oh, I, also yesterday I went to Big Ben's Comics up there. I saw a Sentry statue two years ago, 
Did not have the money then. Was able to go back and pick it up today or yesterday. Ooh, so. there you go. You know how Mike loves those toys. I love seeing those uh, those statues and collectibles. Yeah. If I had more room, more shelf space, I would have far too many. Yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, I would if I, they were all nice and affordable. These statues are not affordable in the long run. <laughs> um, but overall, Motor City Comic Con was kind of a bust. Like either their celebrity section oh. was very like empty, even though they had like names and stuff. No one was there. Um, it was just kind of like a ghost town in some sections. And then uh, I, I was kind of just disappointed about it. They had like most of the cast of uh, what's it called? Uh, Black Lightning there. Like Cress Williams uh-huh. and like the girls who play his daughters were, were kind of there and then kind of not. They floated back and forth. Um, you could, uh, I mean, Tom Welling and the guy who played Lex Luthor in Smallville were they're supposed to be there, but they were gone on Sunday as well. Like everyone like packed up after that first day and they were like, nah, we're not dealing with this again. Um, so it was, it's kind of a letdown overall. So I, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's just, it's getting bigger, but the space isn't, and that's really hurting it in the long run. Um, mm. But uh, I did get a run into one of our uh, one of Brian's friends. I th- I think from growing up, uh, his name's Greg Phelps. Listens, I found he listens to the show. Uh, so Greg, yeah, thank you boy. for listening. It's always fun to find thank listeners. You, I, I expect nobody listens. Like that's <laughs> to keep our egos from exploding. I'm just like nobody listens to us every week, uh, except like you know maybe our moms or grandmas or something like that. You know, but no, yeah. um, my mom doesn't know how podcasts work, man. <laughs> yeah. So Greg, thank you uh, for hanging out with us today. I know we we kind of just. We'd already got most of our shopping done by the time you showed up, so uh, thanks for bearing with us while we floated around a little bit. So, um, yeah, yeah. Other than that, that's uh, it's done. It's late. I mean, it's again two minutes till midnight here. So, um, as soon as I I left the con, I wrote our show notes for the week and then drove five hours home. So, um, <laughs> I'm I'm running on a little little energy here. But well, well, speaking of those show notes, yes, let's get into <laughs> let's let's get into this. Uh, I have seen Deadpool two twice this week, Mike, um, mm-hmm. and I, that's faster than I saw Infinity War. So, do you think <laughs> I liked it or not? Uh, I think you had a good time, Chris. I think I did. Uh, I would. I would. You should, if you've seen it, listen to our review episode. If not, I, again, I'm going to say the first one's probably the better of the two, but this one is by far not a bad movie at all. So, uh, a lot of good jokes, a lot of good times. It's just a. It's just a good movie uh better than most of the other x-men ones but if you like the you, you could go either way i it's hard to say if you're gonna like it or not without you watching yeah. it so yeah my, my best advice is uh go into the movie treating it as a comedy movie because now seeing after seeing two deadpool movies i think it's fair to say this is more of a summer comedy and less of a summer superhero movie like you'll have cool cg fight scenes in it and cool actually choreographed practical fight scenes but this is a comedy movie so i guess treat it as such and uh, things will things will be ultimately even better so uh deadpool has claimed its its place. I believe we're going to talk about a little uh, change here, a little pocket can- change for <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. So um, right now, Deadpool two is sitting at uh, three hundred and one million dollars worldwide. Um, nice. Which its global opening, I think, was one hundred seventy six million, which makes it the top domestic or top international X Men movie overall uh, on mm-hmm. opening weekend, and it's got one hundred twenty five domestic. Which I think is less than what they expected, but they are still fighting Infinity War. So yeah, and I I believe they also broke a record for a rated R film opening weekend. I don't remember exactly if that was international, domestic, or if it was like Thursday night preview, Friday. I don't know, but I I think it did top a rated R ranking in there somewhere. Well, so it, it it topped the widest opening ra- ra- uh, rated R um, release, mm. but Deadpool one still has more money than it opening weekend for rated R. So. Uh, it's very. It came very close. It was one twenty five to one thirty two uh, million. So, um, yeah, it, it's due. I mean, it it was number one, of course. It's still an R rated movie. Kids are not encouraged to go to this, even though <laughs> there were kids in our showing. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably why it's not as high as Infinity Wars because you can take literally everyone to Infinity War if you wanted to. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's that's kind of what it is. Uh, I mean, um, did you see the Deadpool Blu Ray covers? Slipcases. <laughs> yeah, I saw this, and I actually thought this was like the most clever marketing that I think most people just didn't talk about. Was yeah, these little slip covers that were made where Deadpool was kind of recreating the covers of these, and it looked like to be a Walmart thing. 
Uh, I think it was like an end cap or something. I, there, I couldn't there, quite there, see. There are a couple places that have them. Um, anywhere that has a f- 20th Century Fox movies um, can get them. Yeah, the only thing that kind of bummed me out is they just kind of undercut their awesome, clever, uh, um, j- uh, real-life joke by – there's like a – I think a signage that says, no, these are the real movies. Don't worry. It just has a it just has a Deadpool yeah. on the cover and it's just like, no, don't put that there. Uh, if, if people are dumb enough to, b- to buy a version of the movie and think Deadpool's actually in it, uh, they're just stupid and you should take their money. Well, I th- yeah, I think it's the other way though. I'm like, I think this is like the most waste of money ever. I'm like, what <laughs> – it's only a slip case. The actual Blu-ray case is the real movie case. Why would I rebuy a movie I already own on Blu-ray just for the <laughs> oh, slip cover? There's, oh, there's people out there, but I I, I thought that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm trying to go digital, Mike. You know, I'm trying to do, work on it. It's not. This is not helping me. But uh, yeah, can I get the digital slip cover in iTunes? Is that possible? They, have, they do change them in iTunes though. Like every once in a while, they'll update a movie cover. I've noticed. Yeah, so. I guess that's true. They could do um, that, but. I wish you could set it. Maybe you could set the one you wanted. Like, that'd be really cool. Um, I don't know. Either way, you've got me thinking about things we don't need to think about anyway. Uh, <laughs> Deadpool 2, uh, good movie. Go see it. If you like the first one, you'll probably like this one as well. Um, and I I had actually heard more jokes the second time because everyone laughs over everything the first time. So mm-hmm. um, there's that. Included with Deadpool 2, actually not with mine, but with other movies, uh, I actually forgot to include the trailer link here. Did you see the Happy Time Murders trailer, Mike? So, so this was the puppet movie, right? Yes, with Melissa McCarthy in it. Yeah, this was a very uh, strange, strange, strange trailer. So the the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just like, okay, I, this I don't think this is for me. I get it. You're juxtaposing like uh, Muppets and puppets, kind of next to very crude, like rated R humor. A lot of the jokes I saw in the trailer were not really paying off. They just kind of seemed obvious and just uh being uh being rated r for rated r sake but the last scene in the trailer i just felt like a child laughing at it with the puppet like you know jizzing out silly silly string fucking going and it just kept, and it kept going. going and i was just like oh my god am i actually gonna see this movie because that last scene got me i don't i really don't think it's gonna be a good movie but I was like, if there's more just super crazy, weird, gross stuff like that in the movie, I think I'll go see it. But, uh, yeah, uh, strange. I don't know if you saw the trailer. Um, I, I didn't see it anywhere here in our show notes because it doesn't really quite fit with what we talk about on this show. But did you see the trailer for, I believe it was Hotel Artemis in front of Deadpool? I don't know. Ooh, this is a trailer that I think you're going to have to go uh, check out in your own time, Chris. It's um, it's a it's a film about Jodie Foster, who plays a doctor in the near future, and she's a, a doctor exclusively for like criminals in this in this city, and all of the criminals go to her hospital. Uh, when they need to be treated, you know, because they obviously can't go to a real hospital. But the the hotel is like holy ground. It kind of feels a little bit like John Wick lore almost. Like they say when the criminals come to this hospital, like you're not allowed to kill anybody. You're only there to be treated. You have to treat the staff nicely. And I think one of the like nurses is John Batista, I believe. Dave Batista. So I'm just yeah, Dave Batista. Sorry. So I'm just like, all right, this is this is pretty cool. I'm digging this. You know, I'm I'm kind of feeling that like this action vibe. The um, the the woman with the sword legs is in it. Yeah, um, Sophia Boutella and from from Kingsman. And yeah. then so she's in it. Sir, and Sterling then it, and, K. Brown, who was in Black Panther. Yeah. So he. Uh, so it just looked really great, really interesting. And then I was like, okay, I'll see this. And then all of a sudden, like towards the end of the trailer, you find out like that the bad guy is freaking Jeff Goldblum showing up in this little movie. So I wasn't expecting to see that. So I mean, come on, like it, it just it looks really great. It looks super fun. So yeah, go check out the trailer for uh, Hotel Artemis because I saw that in front of Deadpool. I did not see Happy Time Murders in front of Deadpool. So uh, Hotel Artemis, uh, I think I'm gonna put that on my uh, watch list for this. Yeah, year. there was a couple our red band trailers we had but that was not one of them there was something else i'm trying to figure out what it was there was a bunch of um ma- big actors in it though like that kind of look like this so uh i i don't know um we, I, they, they played the they played the old ant-man and the wasp trailer which was kind of weird i was like you, you just made a brand new trailer and released it not long ago why would you not put the new one i had i had both thursday had the old one friday had the new one uh or saturday <laughs> what had is, the new what's going what's going on i don't know there? i'm trying to figure out these rated r movies that are coming out this year and it's not helping me because some of these are like I don't know what any of these are. So, um, <laughs> I think we saw what was it the Meg? I saw the, my first trailer for the Meg, 
Oh, you hadn't seen no, that? No, I didn't watch yet. that yet. <laughs> um, that. And uh, man, I don't know what it was. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go find out. But anyway, so to me, Happy Time Murders is is important because it's actually directed by uh, Brian Henson, the son of Jim Henson. Like, instead of doing more Sesame Street stuff, he actually is working on this. He's just like, screw you, Dad. I'm taking it to the streets. I'm being punked. But this movie has been in production for 10 years. And that's why... Whoa. I, that's like they, they <laughs> first started working on it in 2008 at the Jim Henson Company. And I'm really kind of surprised that somebody... Like, they were able to... I mean, Disney, I think, owns Jim Henson Company. Or at least some of the, some of it. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't like Melissa McCarthy. But I'm like... I like Muppets. But, so I, Yeah, you love the, Muppets, love the Muppets, notoriously. If you listen to this show, Chris loves the Muppets. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even think about that when you brought this up. Yeah, so. yeah and, and apparently Elizabeth Banks and Joel McHale are also in this movie. We just didn't see them yet. So I think there's mm. a lot of stuff left, and this is probably just early trailer. But we'll, we'll see. I don't know. We're going to have to see what it is because I, <laughs> I don't know what to think. It's like Clash, like adult Muppets. I'm like, what the is happening here? So we're going we're gonna to play with that. Infinity War. I got to see it again in theaters this week, Mike. I went Tuesday with my friend Jeremy. It's his first time going. We went to IMAX. and So you've seen this movie like, what, six times if you include uh, the bootlegs? Probably ten if you include the bootlegs. <laughs> this movie is so rewatchable. It is so enjoyable. Um, I would give it more money if it, if it was an IMAX this weekend. We would have watched it again uh, in theater. But we, <laughs> like I so said, we took the, the talking route. The box office sits at $1.8 billion plus dollars right now Woo, for is, this movie. Uh... That's beefy, man. Um, yeah, uh, you think you think they uh, got some of their money back on it? Um, <laughs> but with Star Wars next week, Deadpool this week, Star Wars next week, I think the legs are going to drop. This is it. We are now kind of where we are, um, and I don't think it'll hit two billion. But foreign could possibly push it through the roof. Foreign, it's at one point two billion dollars right now. Mm, yeah, yeah. It would be curious if it could if it could go into the two billion dollar club. Uh, I, I guess the really only question left beyond that is, can it overtake The Force Awakens, who's I, sitting at just a hair above $2 billion? I, I, Like, Titanic and Avatar almost seem unreachable just because those were almost uh, just well, two specific scenarios. Avatar you know, is like, 2.7, but Titanic is only, like, less than, I don't know, yeah. it's less, about 100,000 away from Star Wars. Like, it's very close. Yeah. Yeah, Titanic might be possible. I feel like the only thing that that might have a chance is the next iteration of Avengers. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be a follow-up. Everybody that saw the first one is going to have to go see this one to see what happened. And then maybe all this hype over the last 12 months will draw in a couple stragglers that didn't quite get a chance to to participate in the hype and all the memes, the summer memes. Uh, I have to talk about my new ma- my new favorite Marvel meme, which is not from Infinity War, but it's Captain America... And so you got detention, and he puts that chair down from Spider-Man: Homecoming. Great meme, I love it. I love all these you, memes. You, you're the first time I've ever seen that used online. So I, I think, <laughs> or maybe it's just like so old. You're finally getting around to it, Mike. No, uh, no, 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 no. It's it's a it's a it's a hive mind. We we've reached the the pinnacle of pop culture when it comes to these Marvel movies. So now all of these new memers, they're going back in the they're going back in the archives and they're pulling stuff up from older movies. So uh, the memers are getting to work, man. That's true. Um, Infinity War, I mean, it, right now, it could get there. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, but it, it, you can go ahead and pre-order this movie. I believe it's coming out um, July 31st on digital. And I think two weeks later, the 13th of August on physical. Um, so, I mean, which one are you going to get, Mike? <laughs> celebrate your independence from uh, from uh, from the king, uh, and c- celebrate uh, uh, America with uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah, wait, July thirty first. What are you talking about? I don't. know. I thought you said July. July is the month of independence. I don't uh, know. Man. The last day of July. Yeah, you need to calm down a little bit. Uh, but no, so, I mean, <laughs> so the two week thing is a little different. But I mean, because uh, it's only a week. But I've already got two physical copies pre-ordered Mike so I got problems um get my steel book but <laughs> Not we're so- gonna be giving away one of these physical copies on this show when they come out ooh Chris look at you they're both 4k blu-ray combo packs so you're getting a 4k infinity war when it comes out so 
Yeah. Am I eligible? Can I win? Uh, you don't like those, but I might. I might. <laughs> I might cut you a deal, Mike. We might. We might talk about maybe getting you the digital code. Um, but we will be giving out the the regular 4K um, version from Target. So um, we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But know that you will. Ha- everyone who listens will have a chance to to get one later this year. So I'm really excited to bring this home, Mike. Add it to my collection, but also rewatch it in higher quality than the cam version. So. <laughs> You talk about you talk about like bringing your baby home from like uh, the hospital after just giving birth. Oh, I can't wait to just bring it home into my house. And we'll all be a family. That's again. right. I gotta get this room ready. I gotta give a shout out to <laughs> my friend Forrest. Uh, he works at the theater. They had what are called bus station posters. Um, they're the mm-hmm. ones that they're huge. They go on the light boxes at like bus stations. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are like what four foot tall maybe. Gave yeah, me big. the Infinity War IMAX one from the movie theater because th- they had an extra one or something. Dang, nice. So nice. I got to get a light box for it, but Forrest coming through when I went to watch um, Deadpool. So I just love that you, now you're like installing like hardware uh, and lights to, to, to properly illuminate your. Uh, like your I, t- I wouldn't have to put a light in my office if I put that thing in there. I just turn it on. Let it <laughs> yeah, there you um, go. But uh, that's what happens when you own a house, Mike. You can actually do stuff to it. So um, <laughs> yeah, big shout to Forrest. Thank you for doing that. That that really means a lot because I love this movie, as you probably can tell. So, <laughs> um, did you see? And speaking of Infinity War, the, the the picture from the internet where it's like rank the Marvel movies, and everyone's like, I think I shared it with you. You can't rank the Marvel movies. It's unfair. Blah 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 blah. And the last one's Thor: The Dark World. Like there's no movies <laughs> yeah. in this Thor: The Dark World. I'm like, this was written for me. Like I totally get this. <laughs> yeah, that is the appropriate consensus. But that is a movie I I have not revisited <laughs> since the theaters, and I feel like I I do need to go back and give it its a just a uh, just desserts. Yeah, so there you go. Speaking of Infinity War. Thanos is what's called a, uh, an, from a race of Eternals on the planet Titan. Marvel Studios has tapped Matthew Furpo and Ryan Furpo brothers to pin the script for the Eternals. These writers are currently on the blacklist. Is that right in in Hollywood, where you write a script yeah, that- and everyone wants you? So. Yeah, which is weird because it's counterintuitive title. You would think blacklist would be like, oh, you're never working in this town again. You're on the blacklist. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a good thing. I uh, this this uh, this Marvel Eternal things. I'm really curious to see how it turns out because you can't really jump the gun and say this is a bad idea because these are strange characters we never heard of. Because hello, Guardians of the Galaxy, and also I think Marvel knows what they're doing. They've earned the benefit of the doubt at this point in time even with making Thor the Dark World they've earned the benefit of the doubt so seems like this will kind of tap into the cosmic side of Marvel mm. which is obviously being expanded so yeah it'll be curious to see so, how this works out so what's fun about the Eternals is they have a, a another side called the Deviants which is um, actually what Thanos has what's called the Deviant gene in him that's what makes him like 10 foot tall purple and ugly as sin um, but they went on to like experiment on the Kree and like the scrolls and other races. And like, this is, could be, I guess the Eternals weren't that race. They were done by the Titans and the DV. Either way, they can tie into the history of all the Marvel's cosmic, like, where did they come from? Why do they have abilities and stuff like that? Rather than, mm-hmm. um, kind of like how Captain America explained why we have a super soldier serum a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, it could it could all come from that, so it, it could definitely be a, a step back in the history of the Marvel cosmos. As long as at the end of the day, Marvel and Disney n- knows that the MCU is is really tied to the terrestrial Earth. I think if we start to detach ourselves too much from the home base of humanity and the race of humans, you know, you'll possibly maybe get less invested in trying to. Uh, uh, save planets because it's kind of weird when you go to when you go to space and visit uh, other planets. It, it's just like oh, you have like a water planet, or it's kind of like Star Wars. You know, you have the water planet, you have the desert planet. They don't really have characteristics. It's almost just like cities that you visit across the globe. You know, Earth is kind of this unique thing that feels special. So I hope it just always feels special moving forward. You know, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm allowed to be selfish and think the human race and Earth is uh, special because no one's proven me wrong oh, yet. Lord. So. Um, yeah, I think it'll be fine. I mean, again, if, even if it might even tie in Earth, how did the, the this, this could be a chance to resurrect the Inhumans in a right way if they wanted to as well. Um, yeah, I guess. And also work on, like, how did the Tesseract come to Earth kind of thing. Um, it could be tied <laughs> into this. There's a lot of history in the, the cosmos they could tie into this movie, and I, I'm okay with that. Rather than, like, bring up, like, okay, the Eternals are here now all of a sudden. 
all these superpower beings are all of a sudden showing up. I think that's where it would fail if they're like, everyone is here now. Good luck, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. oh well. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is officially renewed, Mike, for season six. Thank God. We were all scared for a minute. Uh, this came like the, yeah. like an hour after we posted our episode last Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. But it is getting a shorter 13-episode season premiering in May of 2019. <laughs> now, that's how you skirt the problem of uh, humanity being uh, basically culled and losing uh, half of the, your, your heroes and actors out there. You just place it after the time the next movie comes out. So is that kind of almost showing their hand a little bit that i mean i guess we can all assume the next avengers movie will will fix all of these dustings i guess that's the term that's being used that i've seen out there on the internet getting dusted so i think a lot of these people will be undusted and things will relatively go back to normal so shield can kind of play in a normal sandbox so i'm glad that it's coming back we did kind of predict that it would be a shorter season so i don't know if it's going to stay shorter going forward so- or if this just kind of makes sense because it does really good streaming and digital numbers and interna- international and loves it yeah yeah and all of these streaming digital shows are shorter runs so maybe just this is how shield is for the foreseeable future is just 13 episodes so the abc president once they said the 13 episodes he's like very confident in this show on the 13 episode things because you know this show does have a large cg budget for a tv show i feel um you know, watching it, they don't they when they, they do CG, they do it well. You you don't like oh that's TV CG kind of thing. Um, mm. so I I'm definitely more interested in the 13 episode seasons as well. Regular scheduled TV just doesn't work for me anymore. There's a lot that I really just don't like about it. So, um, <laughs> I'm down with this. Um, 13 episodes, filling in the summer blanks. They may tie into the movies even more if the movies are more in the summer. We we don't know what's going to happen going forward. Yeah, it's a well, whole different like, uh, I know. Y- yeah, I know you haven't had a chance to watch the season finale yet. I think we're going to talk about this more in detail next week. Yes. Because I think it's fun to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, since the whole season's over, I think we'll probably tack it on to the end of next week's episode so you don't have to worry about any spoilers if you haven't caught up yet. Because, you know, I think a lot of people wait for this show maybe to drop on Netflix and just binge it all at once, which is totally fine and uh, probably a really good way to watch it, actually, maybe than just week by week. But uh, they, uh, uh, they, they, are, they have slightly referenced what's happening in infinity war um uh just uh, once towards the end of the season so that was kind of uh nice and they 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 might uh they might kind of touch on it a little bit after that but uh overall it still feels very much agents of shield it's agents of shield story i like where it ends up towards the end but we'll we'll we'll, mm. we'll talk more uh, I will, next week i will about have it. everything wrapped up by our next episode mike i promise mm. if i could watch it while i was driving five hours home i would have had i would have <laughs> been right on that but can't drive and watch, sadly. Uh, Daredevil Season 3 is uh, wrapping up production, at least getting close to it, it sounds like, because the Kingpin has wrapped his portion of it, and he's been on it for pretty much the whole time they've been doing it. So um, I'm really excited to see the return of uh, Wilson Fisk in Season 3, hopefully more in a more prominent role. Um, mm-hmm. And Bullseye is rumored to be introduced finally this season as well, uh, as a, from another actor. Um, they were kind of talking about what he... Like, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, secrecy shrouding this uh, actor, whoever it is on there. And, like, he's got, like, a name. But, like, give the history of Bullseye and bring him in proper, I guess. Hmm. So, rather than just yeah, saying maybe he's it, here. Yeah, maybe it could be a little bit of a celebrity casting, possibly, to maybe draw some more eyes over to Netflix. Because we, we all know that Netflix got the money, so they can afford to pay for... You know, somebody that's pretty well known to play Bullseye. But I kind of wonder if maybe he is going to maybe fill in the possible nuke role. Because if you read that, um, if you read that storyline that we're kind of introducing in this next season of. Um, yeah, the one that. What is it? What, yeah. What's it called? I always forget it. I always bring it up, but I always forget the name yeah, of the story. It deals with his, his mother coming back. Um, I don't know. I got to look it up. I got to look it up now, Mike. Maybe. Yeah. And, and it's all about Kingpin possibly knowing his true identity and sending people after him in real life uh, to his born actual... Born again, uh, there it is. Yeah, born again, that's it. So, um, you know, Nuke 
kind of shows up in the, at the tail end of that storyline. So maybe Bullseye will kind of fill in that role because, uh, you know, I, as we know, Nuke's probably not going to be around move, moving forward. So I'm looking forward to this. You know, Bullseye was introduced in the in the Daredevil movie, and now nobody wants to think about him anymore. But he's a pretty I, cool I, character. I like him in some of the more recent stories as well. Um, so I, they definitely need him to fight Daredevil and make not making him the first villain was smart. So I'm on board with that. So born again, knock on wood. We've talked about this. It's movie season. Uh, it is time for Han Solo to get his solo debut, uh, this week going on Thursday. Mike's going on Saturday. So we'll be talking about next Sunday. Of course. Um, I, I'm kind of ambivalent going into this. I can go either way, Mike. Um, yeah, that that might be the best way in case we don't end up liking what we see. But I rewatched uh, Rogue One uh, the other day on Netflix to kind of prepare myself for the Star Wars story universe. And we've talked about Rogue One a little bit since it's came, since it's uh, came out. Uh, and yeah, we don't really seem too excited to go back and rewatch it. And probably because I I checked out most of the movie, and then once Darth Vader showed up in that last uh, scene, I kind of perked up, maybe uh, paid attention a little bit more, and just watched him murder a bunch of people. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So uh, there you go. Yeah. So we've got it. It's gonna be here. Um, I'm avoiding reviews from it. Um, just because I want I want to know as little as possible going into it. I want to keep those going in, getting the little surprises, even how little they are, will be fun. So, um, it's gonna be fun stepping back in the star. I like the feel of the Star Wars universe, so hopefully they nail that. That's really all I want to feel. So, uh, I'm, I'm good with that. But we also got more info on that rumored Obi Wan Kenobi movie that's not been officially announced. That they just like the. I don't know if news articles are like, yeah, we just need to write something about this to keep people interested or what. So <laughs> yeah. uh, the rumored plot details have quote unquote leaked, uh, quote unquote rumor. Obi-Wan is on Tatooine being an elusive hermit and stuff, <laughs> but secretly watches over an infant Luke Skywalker whom he delivered to his uncle Owen. Tensions between local farmers and a tribe of sand people headed by a ruthless war chief eventually brings Obi out of hiding, out of hiding. This is all word for word. And into Jedi kick-ass mode in scene. <laughs> okay, I, it sounds like somebody's trying to quote us on trying to predict what this movie's going to be. Uh, yeah, it doesn't it sound too official, but it it sounds but a, like the a timeline lines up if go. it's uh, Ewan McGregor. Um, mm-hmm. It would keep them all on Tatooine, so I guess that would be fairly cheap to to have it all on one thing, and could build out the world of Tatooine a little bit, I guess. But yeah, maybe if if this is true, I feel like the whole uh, sand people farmer thing is probably just an inciting incident. That, that that's just maybe at the first half of the first act and then it, I, I, it's hard to imagine a Star Wars movie where Obi-Wan doesn't like get in a spaceship and go out into space and like uh, mess some stuff or, up but, or uh, people from space learning about this and coming to him to be like yo we know where you are now kind of thing mm-hmm. I don't know like bounty hunters or something I, I don't know we'll see I just want lightsabers that's all I want in my Star Wars movies yeah, lightsabers lightsabers you think we're gonna get any in, in Han Solo um, I don't think we are. Yes, I don't think. We I, are. I, do you think we'll see a Jedi at all? No. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Well, because when we when we see Han in um, the first Star Wars film, uh, he does think that Jedi's and the Force is all just a bunch of mumbo jumbo, right? Yeah. He kind of specifically says that, so that would make sense that he never would have come across a Jedi before. Yeah, but I mean, this is post purge, so I mean, maybe he could run across lightsabers in like his little gambling games or something like that. Like they're like high value items that they gamble in there. Yeah, I guess that's possible. I mean, who knows? Maybe Chewbacca's seen that. Well, stuff he didn't see. And... Well, Chewbacca <laughs> has. He was in. Reven- oh, that's <laughs> right. I can't keep track of all these timelines. Uh, it's all it's all one timeline. Uh, but I think maybe Han didn't seem as surprised when he saw a lightsaber. I guess in A New Hope. So uh, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll check <laughs> we'll check it out. Gotham season five is, will be its final season, Mike. It'll finally end after next year. Oh no, no, Chris. Oh no. <laughs> I know it doesn't matter to us, but there are people who like to listen to who like to watch Gotham. I guess. Uh, but also, they found out um, the the guy who plays uh, Jerome or whatever the other new guy's name is. Apparently, the higher ups in DC that's why they can't call him the Joker because they w- don't want him to, to use the name Joker in these TV shows to save him for later. Oh my gosh, that's that's uh, uh, that's just all bullshit. It's like you can't your audience isn't that stupid. It's not like they're gonna get confused that they see a Joker in this kind of prequel Gotham series and oh, all of a sudden Jared Leto's Joker on the 
big screen again? Oh, my brain's melting. I don't understand what's going on. Like, I don't understand why DC can't just, like, own up and be like, our TV shows are well outperforming our movies, and nobody likes what we're putting out there on the big screen. So, yeah, go ahead, use Joker. They didn't didn't used to care (laughs) when the animated shows were on. Like, those worked out just fine, and they had all sorts of different Jokers. Yeah, and it and none of this really makes any sense or have any rhyme or reason either because it's just like you put Superman in your Supergirl show, like Superman, yeah. your main anchor character who is like at the heart of the Justice League, that movie that you just put out not long ago. Well, we like, obviously know they don't care about uh, Superman in either any yeah. of those movies, so it's really yeah, like, yeah it, whatever. Yeah. It's just weird. Like it's just weird. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah. When they acknowledge that's an alternate universe, they could definitely acknowledge this is an alternate universe as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, it just doesn't make any sense. But season five will will be the end. So they at least know they can write an ending for it. Do you think the last one will do a flash forward to an adult Batman versus an adult Joker? Or are they going to still use the little kids they got in the role? <laughs> I, I feel like if if your Gotham audience has stuck around for five seasons, yeah, just do it. Give them a little, like, post-credit scene in the series finale where they get to see Batman. Like, that would be kind of cool. Ba- you know, Batman fighting jo- a, a, real, a, a real Batman fighting a real Joker in the end would be Yeah, awesome. just do it. Just give it to yeah. them. They deserve, they deserve That's it. That's right. I mean, you've got five seasons. That's four more years than I thought you'd get out of this show. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good job, Fox. Good job. Uh, Pennyworth, a prequel series for Alfred, has been ordered straight to series on Epics. Oh my god, this is literally something I couldn't believe when I you messaged it to me <laughs> earlier uh, in the week. You were just like, oh yeah, and that Al- that Alfred uh, series, and I was like, wait, I don't know if you're being facetious or serious right now, and now I'm learning in real time that this is a real thing. Yes, so the um, it's a 10 episode straight to series order about Alfred Pennyworth in the 1960s <laughs> London, and this is from the guy, the guy who runs... Uh, the goth and the showrunner Bruno oh my Heller, God. but he's not re- he's not using the same actor. He's, he's of course recasting, What's but I think this is a goth. What's... Well, he's got to go. But the Gotham actor is very old. They're not going to have an old guy in the same agent. What's What's the point? First of all, the most hilarious thing about all of this that it is on that it's on Epics, yeah, right? Like, really, who has? I don't know if Epics is something that's like automatically bolted on the cable subscriptions, but I have never come across it's, anything that's ever been on Epics. It's premium, but it's a premium but channel, can, yeah. <laughs> But can like can you like uh, imagine like the the board of directors over there at Epics like oh man I can't believe it we finally got our killer series Alfred like no oh, no it's not, it's oh, not called you, Alfred you, it's, it's not even called Alfred <laughs> it's called Pennyworth it's not even they didn't even like, use his first name <laughs> somebody in the room doesn't quite understand what's going on like oh are you kidding me we got the we got a Batman show like well it's in the 1960s like oh we're doing like a we're doing like an alternate version of Batman well, no it's 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 about his butler. It's like, wait, what? And it's like, what exactly does Alfred come up against in his stories? Like, it's not like the Joker's alive back then. It's not like you have Two-Face back in the 60s. Like, Alfred was just, I'm sure he was a badass dude back in the day. There's nothing wrong with Alfred being a badass, but, like, this seems like a very much like a five-issue limited series comic I think, book. I think and Archer, nothing more than that. Archer did it better in one episode where they showed his butler's flashbacks like oh my god i can't believe that you're bringing it up because that's exactly what i was thinking about but i wasn't sure if you watched archer and i was like yeah this just makes me think of woodhouse back in the day trying to save his buddy that that his plane crashed the story (laughs) is alfred's origin as a former british sas soldier who forms a secret company and goes to work with thomas wayne yeah, I mean, I just don't know like how you tie this into anything DC universe. It's not. It's not. It is a completely different universe. It's not even tied to Gotham. Yeah, like, yeah, you might as well even just like don't call him Pennyworth. Just call him like Mister Chatsworth or something. And it's just a show about a British spy that's old and kind of cool. But I guess he's not old back then. But yeah, I'm I'm writing this one off, Chris. They could <laughs> totally tie it in the Gotham. I don't know why they wouldn't just fucking tie it in the Gotham, like. Tied into something you already have. So you could be like, okay, yeah, we've got... Because Gotham in its fifth season now has over 100 episodes. So it's Mm -hmm. syndicated, which is a huge deal in TV. So you can make money off of it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And this is run by the same guy who did that show. So this could be... If it's tied to that, does that help the syndication or not? So... I don't know. Props to the props to the Gotham showrunner or whatever yeah. or producer that that pitched this the epics and got the paycheck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I got more more power got to him. Them good, them suckers. So, <laughs> yeah, Pennyworth is coming. Uh, Doom Patrol, another 
series, a live action series. I think you shared this with me first, and then I shared with you the tragic Pennyworth news. Uh, Doom <laughs> Patrol is being launched uh, on the DC Universe, the live action series. Yeah, this DC Universe is filling out very fast. It almost feels like every week we get a new series introduced. Yeah, um, so Doom Patrol is actually getting what's called a backdoor pilot on the Titans uh, show, which uh, we've, we've talked about the script of Doom Patrol being one of the episodes. So they're going to introduce all these characters in Titans, and then it's going to kick off into its own show, uh, shooting for a 2019 debut on th- with 13 episodes. So, I, I mean, that sounds kind of fun. I don't know much about the Doom Patrol, but I've heard people out there in the Twitterverse kind of describe describe it as, you know, misfits kind of similar to the vein of Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe not necessarily in space, but you know, you're kind of thinking of the same dynamic out there. Uh, but the, but then when I looked into it, it seems to be a little bit more unique of almost like there's like this uh, doctor that's trying to like rehabilitate like these mm-hmm. disfigured people into kind of being like heroes. And I don't know if this doctor's a good guy or a bad guy. And these people end up bad or start good i don't really know what the deal is but it sounds very interesting and clever uh i I mean i was kind of a little hesitant about the dc universe announcement way back in the day when we talked about it but now like they're getting swamp thing they're getting this weird doom patrol show titans young justice season three like they're definitely gonna get me on that one month free trial you know they're gonna have a one month free trial and i'm gonna watch some of this stuff so they might be getting my you know 10 bucks a month possibly what's cool about this i thought you might you might know this already but this is actually one of the producers is greg berlanti who does the cw shows Man, another Berlanti show. That portfolio is rounding yeah. out. We, we there, like, man. oh, did he max out this year with 13? Does not seem like he did next year. He's <laughs> Doom, on Doom Patrol. Uh, Doom mm. Patrol characters will include Robot Man, Negative Man, Elastigirl, and Crazy Jane, <laughs> led by modern-day love- mad scientist Dr. Niles Calder. Oh, I love those names. Robot Man. Yeah. Someone's just like, what do we call this guy? Uh, that's Robot Man. All right, let's run with it. Yeah, so all these characters are actually, um, they each suffered horrible accidents that gave them their human, superhuman abilities. Uh, mm. So they're scarred and disfigured and traumatized. And then this guy, the chief, the doctor, uh, brings them together to fight uh, world weird phenomena in existence. Um, so it's part superhero team, part support group. And um, they're actually, in this one, picking up after t- the show Titans, they're going to be called to action by Cyborg, the character Cyborg, who comes with them a mission that they can't really refuse. So Ooh, do you think this will like be that. movie Cyborg, or are they going to create a TV Cyborg? Uh, I hope they create a TV Cyborg, <laughs> to be honest. I'd like to see another visual representation of him in the live action, just to kind of see maybe what else you could do. But it it seems like here they're almost building out the Arrowverse uh, and a streaming platform. Like I'm not expecting the Titans or the, um, the doom patrol to cross over into my CW shows. It almost seems like they're going to keep it to streaming web universe. And then they're also going to have this, you know, one that's already booming over here. So I kind of like that idea. Maybe swamp thing could possibly cross over, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Titans, but, uh, it seems like maybe there's going to be a clear division. Well, there. I think at least, you know, they don't want them crossing over because they're they're producing these at different times, and like mm-hmm. hopefully they're taking a Marvel approach where they don't need to cross over immediately. They yeah. can be like, "Well, we're gonna wait." Even the CW waits once a year for all their stuff to cross over, and I don't even think it's like the first year of everything gets a crossover. Like they have to be in their second yeah. year. So, yeah, I've even heard I've listened to two interviews from um, where. Um, uh, the Flash, what's his name? The actual Grant Gustin, I think that's his name. He was being interviewed. Then I also listened to uh, an interview for uh, the guy who plays Black Lightning. What's his name? Uh, Cress Williams. Just, uh, yeah, Cress Williams. They, and they both said that those uh, those crossovers, they both, you know, uh, Cress heard, you know, third hand, and then uh, Grant knows firsthand that those are just madness, trying to program all of those and get them scheduled and shooting them and on top of their other shows that they're making. So uh, I think it would be a nightmare to start folding in even more shows. But, oh, man, wouldn't it be – it would be crazy. It's all under, like, the kind of Greg uh, Berlanti umbrella. What if just – one day they just get decide to go crazy and like they're all gonna be on the screen together. Like get and ready, we'll, and then we'll, we'll never we'll... see a crossover ever. <laughs> ruin it yeah, all in one go. They're, they're just gonna blow their load. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so that's that's going on. I actually saw uh, Stephen Amell today. I was like ten feet from him at that convention. He no, 
There you go. Uh, so the Arrowverse, uh, this is a big deal. Their big crossover this year, Batwoman is coming to the CW. They're introducing Batwoman. And I think lately they've been dropping Batman's name very frequently in Gotham. So we're actually going to get the, I guess, CW universe, Berlantiverse versions of all these characters bringing, coming into the show. I think this is very exciting, and I think it's cool that we kind of get to we, – we basically – they found like a roundabout way, I feel like, to get Batman on TV because it seems like, you know, we talked about earlier that Warner Brothers uh, has those uh, puppet strings very tight on Batman. They don't want him dropping into the TV universe maybe just yet. So, you know, Batwoman I think would be a, a nice uh, runner-up there. But I like the idea of maybe this is introducing – introducing Gotham to uh, to the Arrowverse, another kind of mythic city that we haven't really seen pop up on the CW. So this could be really fun to start folding in some of those villains and some of those characters. You know, maybe they're just like, well, we, we, we're not going to let you use the word Joker, and we're definitely not going to give you Batman, but maybe uh, Clayface is okay. Maybe that's going to be a villain that we're going to let loose, and you can go ahead and play around with that guy. Or maybe even like Mr. Freeze. That would be really cool. I think they should let Mr. Freeze go live action because I think he's notable enough, but I think he would be very well adapted into a series because he seems like a character that would have a very interesting arc that could go over a whole season and he would have very clear motivations of why he's the enemy. So I don't know if that's exactly what they're planning, if they're trying to make a a Gotham, like a different type of Gotham show going forward. Like maybe Batwoman will launch into her own show like in 2019. They could. So just to, to clarify here, a lot of people have been like, well, what's the difference between Batman, Batwoman, Batgirl. Batwoman is a wealthy heiress, just like Bruce Wayne, who is inspired by Batman and chooses to put her wealth and resources into a campaign to fight crime as Batwoman. Um, yeah, she's she's almost like the gender-flipped version yeah. of Batman, because Batgirl is kind of a little different. She's almost kind of more comparable to Robin. Yeah, almost. so Batwoman would essentially be just a female Batman, which would make a lot more... They can't use Batman... In the in the, mm-hmm. scene, in the Arrowverse, but like yes, you have female Batman, Batman, uh, Catherine mm-hmm. Kane instead of Bruce Wayne. Like it's almost it's almost there. Like, it's <laughs> almost there. So um, she uh, has been around since the 1950s, 1956, and then since like 1985 to like 20 to like 2006, she was gone. Like they just got rid of her. So uh, she's seen a resurgence lately, and I think that would be cool to have Gotham and Batwoman in there. So. Um, I think that's like you said. That's their way around it, man. Just don't do Batman. Do girl Batman. Batwoman. Yeah. The CW <laughs> has released their fall lineup uh, schedule already, which uh, if you're watching any of these shows, might throw you for a loop. Uh, Supergirl is now on Sundays, Sunday nights. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a bold move for that. Uh, that's our new night. Uh, Monday has Legends of Tomorrow, and Arrow is moved to Monday as well for mm-hmm. a new season. Uh, Tuesday it will remain the same with the Flash and Black Lightning. So. Yeah, it seems like the, they're not trying to spread their shows out across the week. It seems like they're just going to uh, front load the week and maybe try new shows on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe mix it up. Or maybe a lot of these shows get watched on their CW app or streaming. So maybe people, maybe all these want to air earlier in the week and people get around to them on Wednesday or Thursday, possibly. I'm, but, I think um, it's more a lot of these legends doesn't really do the best. And I think Arrow's losing people. So by doing that together, like you're going to get trickle into each of them because mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm invested into the CW universe. I'll just sit down for two hours and watch two shows, rather mm-hmm. than like, well, I got to sit down every night for an hour and watch a show. So um, I don't know how well Black Lightning's doing, but I mean, it's following the Flash, so good for it, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's a that's a good team up, I think. Yeah. Um, they both got good jobs. Good job, CW. Who know? Who knew that Steve Amell, the man with the abs on the billboard that I saw years ago in town, would end up creating this huge? He uh, will also apparently have the goatee this season. So if you're interested in the Green Arrow goatee, it will be there. Yay! There you. Uh, I Zombie, which is also based on a comic book on the CW, uh, season five will be its last of the series, which has been renewed for season five. So. <laughs> Good for you, iZombie. I've never seen a single episode, and I never would have thought it would have gone five seasons. Yeah, it's always been on the fringe, I feel. And they're like, okay, if you get five. You're, you're like Gotham. Gotham can get five. iZombie can get five. So <laughs> there you go. We just watched right before this the a preview for Deadly Class, which is a Russo Brothers-produced show for <laughs> sci-fi based on, a, a, yeah. the, I think, Image comic series. I have, And they... 
And they they, they definitely trot out those Russo brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Russo brothers in this first look. Um, I think it's funny that Wong is plays, he's like master of the mystic arts in one, now he's the teacher of the deadly arts in this one. Yeah, I thought I thought it, he he worked really well. I liked his presence that I saw on the screen. I thought it was hilarious when I saw the text pop up on the screen from the guys that created Avengers Infinity Wars. Please watch this show. These guys made this show. This is going to be crazy. You got to watch it. So, um, but the, but I guess good for good good for sci-fi. But they also seemed pumped about the show when they were in there. They're like, "Yeah, we we want to take some stuff we learned in Winter Soldier even and like we want to use that in this like with the fighting and the close-up stuff." So, um, I, I mean, if the Russos are behind it, like they, they've been doing, they've been killing it, Mike. I mean, yeah, can, do you that, trust it? Yeah. You got to trust the Russos. I mean, they made my favorite Marvel movie of all time and the most ambitious crossover ever, uh, infinity war. So yeah, you kind of got to trust them. I don't have sci-fi and I don't know if it's going to be streaming after it airs. So I don't know exactly when I'll get around to watching it, but it looks like a fun show. You know, it looks like a bunch of like kids trying to find themselves in a unique environment and things get kind of wacky and weird so uh i'm crossing my fingers yeah uh it doesn't come out till 2019 it looks like according to imdb so you have uh some time but it looks like they're they're really um putting some time into it uh i'm trying to see here how many episodes it's april no not april 19 it's not showing me how many episodes are there so we don't know yet but uh, I'm I'm okay with it. I have this. I have the, I have the first two trades of this. And I haven't read it yet. I picked them up really cheap, but I probably need to do that before we get in here. Lastly, we're gonna end on some weird notes. Uh, you ever getting a He-Man or She-Ra? Either of those? Uh, yeah, I, I've heard of them. Yeah. yeah, I never got into them. I think they were outside of my age frame. Uh, Netflix is doing a She-Ra animated series called She-Ra and the Princess of Power from DreamWorks Studios. Um, and we've got our first poster here. And I, I don't know what to make of it. What do you think? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. You can't really uh, see the character because kind of shrouded in darkness. There, um, it is from DreamWorks, so I would imagine uh, it's going to be possibly three D animated. Uh, but looking at the rendering on this character, it does look two D. So I don't know if it's going to be a mixture or what exactly is going on here. But it, you know, it's kind of clever taking this from the angle of She-Ra instead of He-Man, who is definitely a more uh, recognizable name and character. So, I mean, DreamWorks is uh, plugging away. They're making a lot of stuff out there for streaming networks. Uh, I think they have like a Kung, Pu, a Kung Fu Panda show coming out on Amazon Prime. Uh, you know, they're cranking this out on Netflix. So, uh, good for them. I think it might be fun. Uh, yeah, so in this DreamWorks animation, I'm actually going to pull them up real quick because I just kind of want to see. Because I know, like, don't they do... They just... I know we, 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 we hate on it all the time, but Boss Baby was one they just did. <laughs> yeah, they do that. They 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 made a How to Train Your Dragon show. I think they made a Puss in Boots show. I think that might have been one of their first uh, dipping their toe into like, oh, yeah, the series. They, they've got a lot coming up here. Um, they did the Trolls stuff. Uh, Troll Hunters, I think, is like one of their original, uh, more original yeah. series. And they, and they also have, which is confusing, a show about trolls like the fuzzy trolls yeah, yeah, yeah. The fuzzy hair trolls yeah uh, they did a voltron on netflix which i hear a lot of people really like voltron on there mm-hmm. uh voltron is uh from like the same creative team that made like a uh, avatar so yeah so this year alone net they've got four is that four or five shows on netflix coming out um uh, and in one kung fu panda on amazon they're working on Fast and Furious shows. Where's Waldo? Oh, that's right. I forgot. Oh, yeah, and Where's Waldo? Like, I can't believe Where, Where's Waldo doesn't have, like, a cinematic universe yet. So I guess they're uh, yeah. putting on they TV. they got a lot going on. So, so that's cool. That's cool for them. Good for them. Um, so there's that. And then there's probably the most controversial thing I, I, we have in here. <laughs> um, and, and you're going to have to help me with this. But the Cartoon Network is working on a Thundercats revival. And it appears to be in the vein of uh, Teen Titans Go, um, but it also <laughs> yes. looks like you know this is the animation style that's taking over. It looks, I see, I see the what's that show Chowder in here? Um, yeah, regular show, a little bit, Adventure uh, Time. Yeah, a little bit of like Steven Universe. It's just kind of that uh, that comedy styling of a. Uh, of kind of network cartoons. This this invaded my uh, Twitter feed all weekend just because I follow a lot of uh, artists out there. 
and uh, this has been very contentious, like you said. Um, it's a very, it's a big departure from the normal Thundercats style because if you remember the classic Thundercats when we were growing up, I, I didn't watch it that much. I felt like if I was maybe born five years earlier, I probably would have been a little bit more into the Thundercats. It was like just kind of, I was just on the edge of that show. But it was pretty cool. You got cats that look like people that got swords. So that's all really cool. I think they had cool, cool cars and motorcycles and stuff. They have a lot, this was they have a lot of a toys. Show. Yeah, this was a show that was meant to sell toys also. So I guess a lot of people have some strong nostalgia for Thundercats because when this trailer dropped, people thought that the world was going to uh, explode. So let me, let, me, <laughs> let me just give you a little bit. Thundercats ran from 85 to 89 initially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was only two years old when the show ended, so I, I don't think I was quite old enough to understand what was going on. Yeah, uh, so I think it, I think it might have been syndicated. I don't know how many episodes are in. It was revived recently in 2011 uh, on on mm-hmm. Toonami, uh, I think. But it was cut. It was they had 52 episodes. They cut it in half to 26 um, and canceled after one season. So did not do very well. Um, mm-hmm. So after four seasons in the 80s and one failed season now, who the hell are these people getting pissed off at this? Because obviously <laughs> yeah. they didn't want the reboot enough to get it to watch it. So I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I think that's the most important uh, uh, note there is it was revived in 2011 with anything a, a Thundercats geek could have possibly wanted. Uh, the animation was really great. The art was awesome. It was a very serious tone, uh, heavily action-oriented, and uh, no one watched it, and it got canceled because it's Thundercats, and it's on uh, broadcast television. It just looks so when... weird, man. <laughs> like, I can't get behind the Thundercats because of how they look. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm down for this new version. I mean, if it, if it wasn't working before, uh, I like this comedy route that it might be going. It could be fun. It's like action oriented. It's gonna be funny. They're, they're silly cats. I mean, it makes more sense you, that these cats might be weird. Things looking. in the <laughs> '80s, like I would love to see a Transformers show like this, where it pokes fun at all the old tropes that used to, you know, that it used to use and how bad it was. Ooh, Chris, you're starting to pitch something here that sounds really fun. What if they made a comedy version of Transformers that crossed over with the Thundercats? Ooh, we're honest. I don't know if we need to cross over, but if they wanted to do any other G.I. Joe, I don't care what is anything from the 80s that didn't live out of the 80s, they can do this and it would totally work. Like, I'm not sold on Teen Titans Go! The Show, but that movie looks funny to me. Yeah, I mean, it's we're in the kind of the age of parody. It's almost just kind of like we've gone through the nostalgia phase where we kind of relived all of our favorite moments with new polish and HD, 4K, you know, and they've, you know, we've, we've even remastered the old stuff to synergy, to synergize with the new stuff. But now we're just kind of looping back on ourselves and we're doing it again, but now we're making fun of all the old stuff again, which is always okay with Yeah, me. and so all these crotchety old people who liked this show growing up and didn't and that's all I remember through these rose tinted glasses is watching Thundercats in the eighties are like <laughs> mad at this and I'm like, you know what? No, this is cool. I'm cool with this. Does not offend me, Mike, at the end of the day. So Yeah. And I, I personally I like the art style. It's it's fun and goofy and this is kind of my kind of aesthetic. It looks fun. It looks I I yeah. look, I'm looking at Snarf down here and he looks like a curious cat who's gonna cause some trouble and I'm totally <laughs> okay with this. So um yeah totally fine with it so people get quit being crotchety yeah we're down we're down to clown all right well it's almost one in the morning so we gotta wrap this up mike if people want to know <laughs> what you're up to and they want to find you and see what you're doing where can they do that at well they can follow me at mike royer design on instagram and twitter and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com chris if people want to see how your weekend went at motor city comic-con where can they follow you, you? find me on twitter at valdan v-a-l-d-a-n instagram valdan 87 or head over to Comic UI after I get all this stuff thrown together. Um, and that's that's really about it. Uh, we have a review episode of Deadpool 2 this week and a Han Solo one coming up next week. So if people want to listen to those, where can they get ready to listen to that? 
Well, they can find that at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host this show so you can subscribe and also to get all of our awesome show notes. So if you want to see that Happy Time Murders trailer or if you want to see that first look of Deadly Class from the Russo Brothers, we got all those links in our show notes. You don't have to hunt through the internet for that. Just SuperheroSlate.com. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, and you can get merch for Superhero Slate at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We got t-shirts, hoodies, uh, there's mugs up there too. I know people like mugs. You, uh, The whole world drinks coffee except for me, so get a Superhero Slate mug and uh, drink your Joe out of it. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, uh, consider leaving us a review, dropping us a comment, retweeting us, liking us, reaching out on uh, social media or on the internet. We love hearing from you and we love talking to you. Uh, you know, we just did a review for Deadpool, so if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, we want to hear from you. So reach out and uh, drop us a line, and we'll let you know how we how we uh, receive your opinion, which will which will be positive. I, I promise you, even if you disagree with us. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, if you want that moniker, if you want to get that embroidered. On on a nice little dad cap and wear that around to the retirement home. Uh, you can all you have to do is just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here next week for you twice. Han Solo uh, review coming up next That's week. That's right. Uh, we're gonna be there whether we like it or not. So we'll we'll talk about it next week. So, uh, all right, Chris, you, you gotta get I some do, sleep, man. man. I gotta get this done. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys next week. All right, bye everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. No, that's not good tape. Nobody likes snapping on tape. No, no, that's bad tape. That's very bad tape.